0: Again, we are buzzy teachers. Buzzy teachers. And our topic today, I think, is very fitting. I think it's for great. our first episode. We're doing meetings, duties, deadlines. Oh my.
1: Oh my.
0: Because those are some scary things sometimes.
1: And they just <laughs> cloud
0: up the entire day. They, I mean, they take up every hour, every minute, every hour, every week. You've been 10 years deep. Yes. How I have. many meetings
1: have you had <laughs> in your <laughs>
0: entire career?
1: <laughs> oh, I can do the math. Let's see. Um, there's been a lot of meetings. Sometimes it's jam packed with meetings. Monday, I had a meeting at eight. Then we had another meeting at ten. And then we had another meeting. You had another meeting at like, uh, like eleven?
0: Yeah, it was like a midday meeting, like twelve ish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Most teachers and most educators have meetings. They have to go to their, like, school meeting. Then they have to go to their team meeting. And then they have a lot of other meetings to go to, like uh, a meeting about a child or a meeting about this or a meeting Mm -hmm. about X, Y, and Z.
0: And I had to be pulled out of my regular schedule to attend that meeting. So someone had to cover my time in in order for me to attend. So it's... It's, it's tough. So when, when I think... I used to love meetings. When I first started, like in my, my first year, I used to love meetings. Because I love the idea of collaborating with my coworkers, my colleagues, um, stakeholders in the community. Um, however, when meetings get mundane, when meetings get uh, superficial, I would say... And repetitive? Repetitive, Um, it, it, it it just kind of feels like an insult in many, you know, in my eyes, it feels like an insult, you know, what are your
1: thoughts? Well, I, I agree. Sometimes when I go to meetings and I am hearing the same stuff over and over again, like how to build a lesson plan or how to write an objective, I get that. And sometimes meetings could just be in an email, just email it. Like, any business meeting that takes too long, like, if there's a business meeting that takes more than an hour, holy moly, mm-hmm. they're so necessary for that. We have no time for that.
0: And, I, and I've been in some of those meetings. I, I've been to meetings that have been four hours long, and we're talking about, like, we're talking about things that, you know, are behavioral, you know, um, strategies and effective tools and and practices that, you know, we want to implement in our Um, in our district, but you know, it's, it, 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 I mean, yeah, you can present it, but then the hard part is, is that how many people are really taking that information and applying it, which that's the unfortunate part. Yeah. Is that we, sometimes we go to these meetings and they are very useful. Um, but then we don't take the time to apply it or we think we're too busy or, and I understand, I get it. I definitely get it. I don't want to be told to do something when I already have a fi- like 50 million things on my plate, right? However, I mean, in, in my position, the, the needs and the um, support for students, I think it, it's, that's always number one in my
1: eyes. So. One of the things I want to talk about meetings is that when you are a teacher and the the meeting is not relevant to what you do, for instance, we went to a meeting that was completely not relevant to what we do in our classrooms on a daily basis. It was useless.
0: So when we talk about meetings, like people are already in their la- at their last leg, they're like, "Okay, like let's talk about what we need to talk about," and then you know, move on. Yes.
1: On top of our meetings, we also have duties. So when the kids are on campus. We have to go to playground duties and lunch duties and um let's talk about it. Let's talk about duties. Let's talk about those duties. Not the ones in the bathroom. Talk about the ones here in the classroom on top of like not only our duties with our lesson planning and our grading and our attendance taking. We also have like things that just come up. Duties. Like they're just like things that we have to do. Yeah.
0: It's annoying it's so annoying but man duties I haven't had a lot of them I I gotta be honest with you (laughs) like I am very blessed to have not had a lot of duties but you do cafeteria I do this year is a little different I do or I am in the cafeteria because I like I support the kinder, like in first graders, because we have this new self-serve system, we don't want to even get into it. But it's not an assigned duty, technically. That was kind of like a support that was asked of whoever was not in a classroom um, in the beginning of the year. I, I just am the type of teacher, I'm the type of school counselor, I like to just like, you know... If there if there is a need I'm gonna fill it and of course we're talking about kinder and first graders even in January, they're still struggling to scoop those peaches. They're still struggling to get those carrots so they're gonna need a little bit of help um, especially for you know for our little ones that can't even see above the counter. <laughs> I feel bad for those little guys because I'm like, I got you I like I'm literally telling them what they should be seeing. <laughs> because they can't see anything. They can like they're literally on their tippy toes trying to see what what's over the counter. But I I think for me duties is a good a uh, a good opportunity for me to be around my students um because as a school counselor, your face is very important to be seen around campus because mm-hmm. you could be a a a sense of safety to to a lot of students. So um you know there. I guess there's like pros and cons when it comes to duties.
1: I just think that on top of all our meetings and duties, we there's just so much to do. So duties take a lot of our time.
0: Yeah, it, it can, especially yeah. if you're someone like ourselves who aren't really attached to like a, a classroom, classroom. Yeah, that's you know they love to take advantage of that. I would, I and then when I say they, I do say administrators. They, I mean
1: they need all the bodies they can get on top of meetings and duties we have deadlines and no matter what those deadlines come up and if we don't meet those deadlines whew.
0: people think they're like their life is going to end the next day sometimes and people really and i've seen teachers i mean break down because of the pressures that they have
1: yeah putting their input in putting their data in making sure their grades are in make sure that their plan is in make sure that their plan is posted their objectives are posted making sure that just everything is all the ducks are in a row Cause, you and know, that's just educate that's just the academic part
0: yeah <laughs> i mean heaven forbid you got a, a behavior student you know or then anything. you're talking about, you could be talking about, you know, uh, behavior logs. You're, you could be talking about um, potentially doing a check-in and check-out with certain students. Especially, again, if you are resources are thin, you may not have like a, a behavior specialist on your, your site that can meet with that student. Or you may not have that school counselor that has that availability. Whatever the case may be. There are teachers that are, like, really doing a lot as far as behavior, and there's a lot of deadlines that come into play with that, especially when you're, I mean, besides behavior, you're talking about IEPs, 504, SPED. Those, I mean, those are, like, law-abiding, you know, documents. So when you're talking about deadlines in those regards, those are, like, the highest, I think, in regard. Mm Mm-hmm either, like, SPED documents, 504 documents, testing documents. Those are, I feel like, held in highest regard when we're talking about deadlines because those are, you know...
1: And then communication with parents' deadlines. Yes, yes. You have to turn around and communicate with parents within 24 hours if they re- they email right. you. Right. And then, you know, getting all your paperwork done for, like, parents to do conferences, field trips, you know... Just normal day-to-day activities. Attendance is definitely huge for getting. I forgot about attendance all the time. I was notorious for it. I got the call.
0: Attendance is awful. Please take your Attendance.
1: Please save my 10s Yeah, for I forget.
0: Or give me more planning time. <laughs> <laughs> give me more planning time. That I should, be, more that should time, be a I need more time.
1: More time. Time is our enemy. It is. All right. We're going to go into two things that we wanted to talk about because, you know, solutions are always needed. Even though we have meetings and deadlines and duties, oh my, we still need to figure out what can we do about it? What is our solution? So... Our huge wonderful counselor friend here, teacher, gave us a really good idea about oh, no, that
0: was a brainstorm. We <laughs> that's the collaborator in me. Don't give me all the credit. We we really, you know, we put it together. So we did. We're gonna start with Trisha's article though. Yes. I, I, I I do believe she has a really good first Yes first part of our
1: solutions. Our solution is to advocate for ourselves. To make sure that we are being assertive when it comes to our needs and our wants.
0: Right, right.
1: This kid's in my hands. I have to get them to read. But if I'm constantly at meetings and doing duties and constantly... Stressing about deadlines. Stressing about deadlines. I can never teach that kid to read. Ah. (laughs) So... That was my scream. Ah. If... As a teacher, I have to be assertive and talk to the people that are in charge who make all the rules and say, "No, I need to do X, Y, and Z so I can be the best teacher for my students."
0: And I want to I want to just I want to jump in here because like, you know, I'm sitting next to to Trish and, and she has, you know, both of us are very passionate and I think a lot of the times we get confused between what aggressive is and then what assertive is when we're talking about assertive we're talking about respectful communication we're talking about honest respectful communication that's it that's all we're that's that's everything we need mm-hmm. as long as you're being direct we'll we'll jump into it anyway so let's talk about the how how the- are you going to be assertive and basically assertive is the answer here hmm this is the key word
1: Assertive is your answer. It's not rude. It's right. just what you what you need to be doing. It's facts. Mm-hmm. It's very fact based assertiveness. Especially, I like to like
0: when even in my training as a school counselor, one thing they made sure to teach us is that you have data to explain your reasoning for things, because I mean. Many, in my case, in many, many cases, many, many administrators do not know what a school counselor does and they don't follow the OSCA model, which is our um, national model. And so, you know, it's hard to be passionate about something and, you know, not get a little angry and not, you know, it, it, it's hard not to be understood. And so you want to make sure that you're clearly communicating what you need and giving yourself um that that data to to show what your what your goal is and so trish is going to give us more about how you okay. can be assertive
1: so one of the things you can do to be assertive is when you're talking about your wants and your needs you need to be brief you need to be gr- brief about what you're going to say instead of rambling on and on and on and on that's hard for me that's very hard for me too i talk too much i, I ramble Rambo, rambo, rambo. But that's the point of being brief and direct. You just have to stick to your point, stick to your guns, and just do it. <laughs> A boss may require more rationale, but you don't need to say the rationale or justify yourself unless you're asked to.
0: And And I just want to, just to add on to that, being brief, you know, act it out with somebody. If you're not very good at it, like myself, I would want to try to role play honestly so just to add that in there
1: okay gracious be gracious how do you do that no
0: like what like what is the act of being gracious like i can understand like maybe grace like are you giving yourself
1: grace maybe giving yourself grace but also giving the person you're talking to grace Ah. each other grace to know that there's some wiggle room there okay. to maybe know that there's a compromise. Yes. Yes. I like Meeting that. the compromise because you guys are both respectful, professional people. Mm. And if you have an issue with somebody and they're telling you to do a bunch of stuff, you just have to either say, this is too much for me and I need a break or I need processing time or I need something different. I know this needs to get done, but let's do it a different way. So and I and I
0: and just to play devil's advocate, I wonder, you know, in many cases we do get a lot of no's. Right. And I'm thinking if you're the type or if you're a person that does, you know, get rejected a lot or get uh, maybe shot down by their administration, I wouldn't give up. Keep practicing those assertive skills, because the more You know, you're asking for something. Clearly, you know, it's something that is of value, Um, you know, so.
1: And on top of that, be there's a lot of times when you speak, you speak in the, I feel, I think I need this, and I feel this, and I need this. It's, no, I need uninterrupted time after school to break down, to decompress. It is saying that I need this. This is my boundary. This is what I need. that's it yeah and nobody can tell you differently because you need that time i remember um i learned i had a team member who needed processing time and i told her like i i'm going to tell you something and then you're going to process it and that's exactly how we communicated with each other and then she would do the same for me like we would give each other processing time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was wonderful yeah wonderful i think there's a great practice too um, And I love the other ones called stall. That was a good one. Like, if you don't know the answer or you're kind of, like, fired up, you can just say, I'll check back with you. Let me check. Or, like, I don't know if I can say yes right now. Mm-hmm. Let me check my schedule. Yeah, let me
0: um, process.
1: <laughs> let me process.
0: <laughs> and uh, I can, we can, re- re- you know, revisit the conversation at another exactly. day.
1: Mm-hmm. Processing time is huge. And I love it. So yeah. those are the key points to what um, this article is really saying. But we have some questions for you because we want you to ask and reflect with yourself if you are a passive person or if you're a person that needs to be more assertive. And maybe these articles will help you. Mm-hmm. So Ms. J is going to ask those wonderful reflecting questions using her counselor voice. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone. (laughs) No.
1: Um, So are you (laughs) passive? So just some some
0: things to reflect on. Uh, So the first is, do you get angry easily? Is the emotion anger uh, larger, especially when you're in situations when you are experiencing conflict? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that would be me too.
1: Firecracker.
0: <laughs> um, also, where's your balance? Where's your balance between um, your uh, getting things? You know, your your give and your take. Do you give, have give, balance? Give, 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 if you're giving so much of your time, if you're giving so much of your effort, so much of yourself, um, make sure that you're getting some of that back. Like, are you getting time in your day? Um, are you receiving the support that you need throughout the day? So that you are getting all of your tasks done,
1: and if you're not, be more assertive.
0: Yes, practice. You know, it's not. It doesn't come. You know, for p for many people, it doesn't come easily. So everything requires practice. Um, and then lastly, uh, when in conflict, are you fleeing from the scene? Are you fleeing from the conflict? Um, are you trying to be, you know, either aggressive or assertive? Because that could Kind of go into either one, I think, I mean, with the fight with the fight part,
1: you because can be you're a kind of polky pine,
0: yeah, right, right. Or
1: you can be a turtle, bing inside.
0: Or maybe a penguin. You might be just or a popsicle. I don't know. Maybe something frozen.
1: Frozen. <laughs> yeah, because some people just freeze and what you know freezes. Um, who sloths? No, no, no. Possums. They play dead. Okay. They so make, dead. are you a possum? Are you a possum? <laughs> okay. You a porcupine? Cause you just like yes. Throw or a skunk? They'd spray. Oh, <laughs> a skunk just goes crazy.
0: <laughs> Man, that's another animal that gets a bad rep.
1: It does. It does.
0: Poor little skunk. Thinking about those few, I those few questions to yourself, and you know, really reflecting on you know, where are your boundaries? Are you are you, you know, just are you reflecting on how passive you are? What is your passive What are your passive boundaries? Um, So moving forward, now we're going to talk about more assertive um, traits that um, those who are, that have that skill, that capability, um, the emotional traits of an assertive speaker. And we'll also talk about techniques and how to improve your assertive language. Um, So First of all, some good emotional traits for um, someone who is an assertive, assertive speaker is a good self-esteem, a good self-awareness about yourself, who you are, what you bring to the table, you know, a lot of your strengths.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah? Would you agree with that? I agree. I mean, you, you don't want to be guest on, but you want to be some sort of confidence. I like that
0: Disney reference that you made <laughs> Gaston. Yeah, Gaston was full of himself. Because he's very
1: confident. He's, yeah. He respects himself more yeah. than anything in mm-hmm. his dirty feet.
0: Well, he wasn't very self-aware.
1: No, he was not. No. So no. he had
0: the self-esteem, but he had, didn't have that self-awareness. <laughs> so being, I think self-awareness is so key because the more you know about yourself and your boundaries is, is going to help you in the long term.
1: But then you can think about it. I just thought of this. Belle is very assertive. She knew exactly what she wanted, and she told Gaston, "No, yeah, I will not marry you." Yeah, and she wasn't mean about it; she was just assertive.
0: Yeah, respectful but honest.
1: Yeah, there you go. You get can... that bell. <laughs> <laughs> that bell.
0: Um, another great emotional trait to have is confidence. You know the, <laughs> you know the readiness to tackle the problem, the fear. Um, that you may be feeling in that particular moment, and you know, again that takes practice. Confidence is not just, you know, developed overnight, it's talk to a beast who took your father. You're going to have a lot of confidence. We're going to have a lot of Beauty and Beast references in in this piece. (laughs) I love it though. You know, respectful communication, and so respect for others' opinions and their, um, you know, sometimes their role in our case, you know, sometimes we have to here, no, a lot of the time, because be,
1: gra- be gracious for them and yeah, give them grace as well. Give us grace,
0: absolutely. And I think this last one is my favorite because I think it I, I relate to this the most is the emotional strength that one has to actually sit in discomfort while you're in a conflict and trying to be assertive. It's hard, those are just high level skills that. So many of us, I, even myself, I don't have it. I just yeah. don't.
1: My favorite quote, I just thought of it, is "Have courage and be kind," mm-hmm. and it's that courage of sitting in discomfort. it have courage, be kind. It was I thought like you had to have courage to, like, fight the demons, but I think it's having courage to sit in discomfort. Yeah, you yeah. know, I I just like thought of that because if you think of Ooh. Cinderella, she sat in a lot of discomfort, mm-hmm. a lot of awkward moments, and a lot of, oh, I mean, yeah, I had A lot to, of
0: trauma. She lost her.
1: But like, she she does a lot of trauma, and she has to sit in that discomfort, and she has to sit in it, but, yeah. you know, um, you know, her time has, does come and shines. Yes, so it does.
0: It shines bright like a diamond.
1: Because no Like matter the rock
0: what... on her hand. Hello.
1: <laughs> it, sometimes it's hard to be the, the, be on the good, the good, the do the good. Um, uh, yeah,
0: because cause, uh, cause it really is because of burnout. Yeah. We burn out to the point where we lose sight of, you know, what got us here in the first place.
1: Yep, the love for teaching.
0: The love for teaching. Buzzy teachers. One more piece. I have five techniques for you for improving your assertive language. So, the first one being is fogging. <laughs> now, okay, like <laughs> at first glance, you know, you th- you know there's so many things that pop in your head. But fogging is actually a strategy um especially useful for uh persons or people who are being manipulative and or aggressive, aggressive, okay? So what you want to do is instead of, you know, reacting, arguing, you wanna give a calm response, which is, you know, I think it's you know the right response, giving calm response, but also you want to be non-defensive. Be there, be a be a a, a calming presence, and you don't want to give in to any unreasonable demands, okay? So you're kind of just giving this, you know, you're you're present, but again, you're you're not saying, yeah, sure, I'm gonna do that. You just give them giving them the calm response of eh, maybe maybe doing some of that um, that those I statements or or being the assertive person by saying no
1: like agreeing with the truth and the other person's statements basically I guess like when the atmo- atmosphere becomes less heated you can discuss the thing more clearly or calmly mm-hmm. so like basically fogging is maybe not highlighting the issue mm-hmm. at that moment and letting yeah. things kind of and
0: I like the idea of like you're you're giving yourself some space like fog fog fog. you need space for right mm-hmm. so you're giving your, your, yourself space to kind of okay well I'm gonna you know I may think about it but at the end of the day it's gonna be a no <laughs> um, I don't mind that strategy
1: no, and that works with children a yeah. lot of times. Oh, yeah. You give them some space, you kind of distract them a little bit, and then you talk about it later. Calmly. Calmly. Yeah. The second one is the stuck record. Again, you can use this one, kids.
0: Absolutely. So, again, you're repeating what you want, what you want time and time again. Um, yeah, you don't want to give up. After you're just asking one time,
1: no, but
0: again, you wanna make sure you're staying calm. remember that emotional strength you wanna be just uncomfortable enough so that you are staying in your truth and you're staying with your 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 points yes, um, so again, you don't wanna be irritated, you don't wanna again that body language, you wanna you know shoulders down. Really, get some of that calm body language into the into the mix, and then again you're sticking to the point only accept the compromise that you are okay with, and again, I think the goal for any of this when you're in a conflict is compromise. I actually had that same situation happen to me this year where this is the first year um where I've had uh particular grade levels for the whole year um doing my lessons. And so, um, nothing has changed on my schedule. So I, my, my schedule is more packed than ever. And so, um, you know, coming to my administration and asking them, okay, well, you know, if nothing has changed really, um, how, how am I going to, you know, continue, you know, getting the rest of my work done for the rest of the year? Can you help me figure this out? Again, it's a collaboration, you know, you're supposed to be able to work together with your admin. And so, you know, that was me being assertive and saying, you know, this hasn't changed. But this, if you want me to get this done, this is what I need, you know, to get it yeah. done. Um, so those are your techniques and I hope they are helpful. And then,
1: thanks for listening today.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. And this has been Bye, Buddy teachers. teachers. See you all next episode. Peace.